Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. Our guest today is a good friend of mine, Dvir Gvili, or otherwise known by his artistic name, Elastic Wood. Dvir is a singer, songwriter, and producer. He picked up his first flamenco guitar when he was only 8 years old. When he was 10, he got his first electric guitar. And when he was 12 years old, he wrote his first original song. When he was in high school, Dvir was in the musical program and learned to play the piano. Upon finishing high school, Dvir drafted into the army and served on the IDF band as the musical director, singer, and lead guitarist. Then, when he was 20 years old, he built his studio where he now produces music and where we shot this episode. As a matter of fact, the background music to this entire episode is Dvir himself. Without further ado, I give you Dvir Gvili, Elastic Wood. Elastic Wood, known by my name on Spotify and iTunes and all the platforms. I'm a musician. You can probably see my guitars around here, right? Yeah. Do, uh, do you know how many how many guitars do you got? Do you have? I never counted. I think I have like 15. 15. 15 guitars. Yeah, something like that. I have a few others in other rooms, and some of them still in the cases. Yeah. Um, I started making music when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, I think um, eight or nine when I started playing guitar. And um, ever since I kept playing and then I got to high school and I studied music and then to study musical theory you gotta learn to learn uh, to play a little bit with the piano mm-hmm. so uh, I studied piano and uh, now I can play the midis and the keyboards so I can uh, make sounds because today I'm producing music uh, right here in this studio this is your studio yeah this is my so... studio Tell us a little bit about your studio and with the 360 we'll do a so everyone can see and if you're on the podcast I'll just have to describe it or I'll let Devir describe it. All right. Uh, if you're just listening then he'll describe all the different things he has here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so basically I'm a songwriter. More, mostly I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. So I have my acoustic guitars in the room. One is over there. One is over here. They each have very different styles, so I grab each one of them in different moods. Uh, one is more beach vibe, I would say. I would love to write songs when I'm feeling thrilled. Uh, uh, I would grab that guitar and then I would grab this guitar when I'm feeling like I need to bring the blues out, you know? So mm-hmm. this is the one for, for that kind of tracks. And then I started going around and just playing a few chords and I say whatever it is that I have to say and the song comes out, it's like a special procedure when you write a song. And then eventually, bottom line, I end up with a song, right? I can play and sing a whole song from start to finish. And that's an exciting point because I know when I write the song, I already know what it's going to sound like with all the other instruments. So you're already imagining the production, that, like the behind the scenes kind of stuff yes. that you haven't Got it. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks. It's like, um, 
It's like if you watch the movie Begin Again, it's a pretty good movie. You can see somebody Which movie? Sorry? Begin Again mm -hmm. with Adam Levine and uh, other great uh, actress. So there's like this dude looking at a girl playing her guitar and singing a song and he can already see everything. He can see the, the drums playing and the violins playing and the piano playing and he can see the whole band because it's like in his mind. So I feel the same. Wow. When, when I write a song, I can already hear like what the bass does and what I where I want the tambourine to kick in and uh, and the, like the guitar lilies and the ukuleles and everything. It's like this is what I you love. You compose it. Yeah, you already when you're writing it. Right, and it happens like naturally. So how do you think you got to that stage? Because I mean, you you could say like right now you're in a point where you're advanced in music. You know, from where you started. Yeah. Uh, but let's say someone who you know already plays a couple of songs on the guitar and he wants to take that step to now writing his own songs as opposed to you now just doing covers. Okay. Uh, what was the first step for you to go from, and also at what age? Like, how did that whole thing start of going from mm -hmm. basic, you know, covers yeah. to writing your own stuff and adding your own twist to things? What was that transition like? Uh, so for me, I know it's very individual for each musician, but for me, it was. Um, I used to play covers all the time and I started with just playing guitar and I never sang until like a couple of years ago. And I played songs and I sang songs and then at some point I, I fell in love with the girl. It's like a classic story, right? And I felt so, so like, I felt so, so in love. I had to like do something about it. And I, I could play, you know, like beautiful songs that were written by Eric Clapton or Bob Marley and some other great musicians that I love. But I had my own feelings, you know, so I would say that for me, the special point was where I, where I knew I had to pronounce the things that I feel. So I felt something. I knew I had to get it out. So I was just, I was just playing a few chords, playing around with it until I got hooked onto something that like sounded really good to me. And I just played it in loops. And then I was talking to myself. I was looking outside of this window to the sky, imagining she could hear what I'm saying. And I would talk to her. And when I thought that I said something beautiful, I would just try to sing it. And this is one of the first songs that I ever wrote. And this is how it came to life. And um, I, would, I don't think that I did it like because I wanted to. I just felt the need to write a song. So if you're a musician and you can um, feel something burning inside of you, and you feel like no other song is quite right, and no other song is like, saying what you want to say so just say it yourself right there's always room for more musicians and room for more um voices to be heard so right. yeah the, this is my story the first song that's so cool thank awesome. you the, the whole idea of this podcast and this, this channel is to inspire and to also tell the story of dreamers and people who have taken that goal that they once had and now they're in the middle or mm -hmm. pursuing it right right so where do you see yourself in that stage right because i think if, if i were to ask you right now mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in 10 years mm -hmm. uh in terms of this music dream of yours that you started uh, okay yeah where do you where do you see yourself in 10 years in 10 years i'll be in los angeles in front of at least 8,000 people singing my original songs um, they would sing back because they knew the lyrics um, and um, I would tour around the world and keep producing and recording music and working with other great musicians that I appreciate 
this is what I will be doing in 10 years from That's now. That's amazing. Okay. I like how you say it in a, uh, I want, instead of something you want to do, it's what you will be doing. It's an assertive. I, I like the assertive uh, <laughs> attitude there. Thank you. This <laughs> <laughs> is definitely, I mean, I think it's something that you need really. Um, I, I don't know if it, that's something that you had back when you first started to get to the point you are right now. Right, you develop it with the years. Right. Like, when, yeah. you, when you just started, it's like, it's a, it's a it's a deep like um, it's a deep concept right because you start with something that you just simply love I simply love to play music and I simply love listening to music and then I simply love uh, writing songs and simply love producing and it's like it develops more and more and then at some point it just hits you that wow I love this like I love this so much I want to keep doing this every day mm -hmm. I want to do it like from this moment on to, to, the, to my last day mm -hmm. so so at this moment I think I changed my mindset a little bit from like doing it as a hobby as going professional on this right so when you go professional I think there are certain questions you need to ask yourself like there's there was this big moment where I knew I was gonna make music. I can share this moment with you. It's like, sure, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I would love to share it, honestly. I never spoke about this before. So uh, I was in a serving, right, in the, in the army. And during my service, I had kind of like uh, a rough time. I think most of us did. And I was just in my room one day and I was looking in the mirror and I was frustrated I felt like I don't know where my life is going and you know it's deep questions but they need to be asked um, and then I just looked in the mirror and I was like I was tough with myself I was like what do you want to do and like the first thing that came out of me is that I want to make music mm -hmm. and then I, it, it was like this conversation between me and myself like why do you want to do it because I feel that this is right like I had this conversation going on and on and on and on and then it was like I was my own coach and then I, w I asked myself what is it that you got to do to get to this point and then I was like I got to record my songs I got to let people like hear my music somehow mm -hmm. and this is the first concept of how I got to this room you know so to create your studio and yeah to put it into practical steps exactly right I think I think it's important that when like you said it perfectly, like taking your hobby into the professional, when you want to take that step, uh, I think it's very important that people who have dreams or people who have, a lot of times they call it hobbies. Mm -hmm. And I personally, you know, calling something a hobby is great, mm -hmm. but I think it's a little demeaning to its potential. Right. You know? Yeah. Because it's almost like saying like, oh, that has no, you know, it's for fun. Yeah. Right. And that's also implying that business or your work yeah isn't fun right right it's it's this whole concept of you know you got to go to work yeah and that negative connotation in society of work right. not being something you enjoy right yeah like you gotta do something every day that you don't like right and, right. Then, and then when you get home you can do your hobby and right. have your moment of joy right i think it's very important to share this whole concept of turning what you do love and I mean, who are, we're, you know, in our 20s, we're not really like at the top of our careers yet. Right. But I, I like to think that I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm dreading work or just kind of getting by. I want to be enjoying my day to day. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. know the full numbers, but it's definitely more than 50% of your time you're at work. 
Right. Right. Most right. of your day, if it's nine to five, that's a big chunk of your day. Right. Exactly. Um, might as well be doing something that you that you love. Right. Right. Exactly. So that that transition, the the practical step that you highlighted of, you know, you thought of these ideas, and then deciding I want to get this studio. What was what was the first step in creating this space and creating that? Like right now we're at. Let's say the middle or whatever stage. I hope it's not in the middle. I hope it's just now we're at the very very beginning. very start. <laughs> but right. you get where I'm going with the question. Like, yeah. what was the first uh, thing you bought? The first uh, thought of mm. equipment to like go from when you were staring at that mirror on base? Like, I want to do this. How did you move forward? Well, um, the first thing was when my brother moved out of the home because he moved to live with his girlfriend. So um, I had a spare room, and I, I knew this was the right moment, and I couldn't even wait a day. Like he left at some day at night. The next morning after that, I called the guy who like buys a bunch of like uh, used furnitures, and I sold him everything. I told him, take it away from here. I want this room empty. And then I just went to IKEA. I bought these things. This is the first thing because I knew I was gonna put down some work. I'm gonna write lyrics. I'm gonna put my computer. I'm gonna buy some equipment. I need, I need my desk. So this is the first thing that I bought. It's like I think it comes from the from the mindset of like, I want to get it done. So before I hang my guitars in the wall and yeah, I got a new room and all that excitement. Wait, there's something that needs to be done and it's very important. So I got the desk. That was the first thing that I got. And um, and then after that, of course, I moved everything inside. You know, like my guitar amps and all the other guitars, and I hang these on the wall. And um, everything that I brought in here came step by step. But the first thing was the desk. Yeah. Honestly, not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess yeah, that's where you, you get most of the work and planning. Even if you're an artist, you got to plan stuff out, right? Like that's right. Yeah, I, right. it makes a lot of sense, honestly. I, for my glasses, the first thing I bought was, uh, well, the tools to make the glasses. Yeah. And then uh, the shed and the table, like the actual space, you know? It's, right. It's very important to have that space to, to be creative. You right, know? And right. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need that physical support from stuff that is going to help you out with um, getting your dreams to come true eventually. Right. So um, yeah, the, I think this is the most crucial thing because I can sit around on a chair and play my guitar and be very happy, but that's not a, not gonna help me get to my goal. Like I need to record. This was my mindset. I need to record my song so people can hear it, and I'm not gonna be everywhere playing it yet. So so I need to record it. In order to record, I need to have my computer set up in some place. So this is the thought behind getting the desk as the first thing. Yeah. Solid. That's solid. So, what uh, throughout this musical journey, you know, becoming Elastic Wood, mm -hmm. uh, what are some challenges that you have encountered mm -hmm. in your musical journey, whether it be writing songs or, you know, I don't even want to give you ideas. I want you to throw me your okay, difficult so, moments. <laughs> so, there are quite a few, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. First one being lack of self belief, honestly. It's um, the point where you say, I want to go professional, but then you ask yourself, am I even good enough to be professional? And then it's a whole journey of developing like this self-belief. Um, this was one of the biggest challenges I faced it because 
I didn't have anyone else believing in me, around me. Like, I love my family, I do, but they didn't quite like the idea of me wanting to be a musician. Because they're like, there are so many other musicians, so many talented ones, and you're just one of them, and who says you're gonna make it? And I, I let all the like fear and from the future get inside of me, and I was like, I was terrified, and I, I didn't know if I could make it. So this was one of the biggest challenges I faced because I had to know that I need to be in a set of mind that if I'm gonna make it, then I need to go 100% in. There is no like 90% or 95, which is pretty good. No, it's 100%. It's, this right. is what I'm gonna do, right? So this is the first thing. Like the, the lack of self-belief from the people around me, I, I didn't have that. I had to build it on my own and it was a tough journey. But I made it and everybody can make it. It's like if you want it bad enough, you can make it. What is a mental thing you told yourself? To keep me going? Yeah, like when, you know, right after, I guess someone mentioned like, oh, you know, there's so many musicians, you know, that, that person, whether mm -hmm. it be your, your, you know, I don't know, siblings or yeah. parents, whatever it was, friends even, mm -hmm. what made you not be like, oh, you're right. You know what? It's not worth it. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go do the alternative. Uh, the, um, the love and the, the belief I had in music, not in me, but in my music. Like I had a product, right? I had my songs. I had, when I played, I felt that something special is happening. So I knew that, right, it's so scary what's gonna be with my life. Like maybe I'm not even gonna make it, but wait, I love what, I love what's coming out of me. I love it so much. And like, even if I would tell myself, there are times where I told myself, you know, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna make music. I'm just gonna do something like normal and so easy. But then I grabbed my guitar <laughs> and, <laughs> and I played these songs and I felt so special. And I was like, you know, they, they just don't get it. They just, they don't understand what I'm seeing. They don't get the potential. And then I saw other people making it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to be one of them. I don't care what other people say. Honestly, yeah. I just don't. I'm going to be one of the people just making it because I know that what I'm making is good. So if I think it's good, and I played it to a couple of other people and they said it's really good to their opinion. That's all I need. I'm just gonna keep doing the thing that I believe in. And this is the, like the, that's the very explained uh, journey that I went through with self-belief. That's amazing. Thank you. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, tune out the negative, you know, because mm. that can, like, we all know the bad things that, like we, we judge ourselves more than anyone else I think right right like definitely a lot of times I remember my teacher in high school he mm -hmm. told us that uh, we should this is for woodworking mm -hmm. told us don't hand in a project that you wouldn't buy yourself mm. and that stuck with me very very strongly <laughs> because if I were to make uh, whatever it was you know a chair or anything in class if I would go to a store and I'd be like no this part is like scratched or this part is you wouldn't buy it right then you shouldn't put uh, your name on it, right. right? And a lot of times what can happen is you tell yourself, oh, it's not good enough. Right. I'm not good enough. And you're always, you yourself are telling yourself, it's not worth it. I don't want to risk not being at my standard. Right. Um, a big thing for me that I have recently discovered is that you kind of have to put it out there. Right. If it sucks, 
it sucks and it has that scratch and it has that small detail. Right. But that's the process in order to make the perfect. Right, right. The perfect so, product, mm -hmm. you know? Yo, that is so important. That is so important, right? Because there's a thin balance between I want to make everything perfect and not making anything because it's not perfect, right? Right. So there's like this balance that you gotta find, you gotta compromise, you know, not everything is gonna be perfect and you can't not bring like nothing out. So you gotta compromise with yourself. You gotta be a little softer. Okay, I'm, I'm just starting. It's not the best yet, but this is something I made, guys. <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> like, you know, you may think before you, you before you get it out and show it to the world you might think like ah oh, people are gonna see the scratch and they're gonna see that it's imperfect but mostly you'd be surprised people are like oh you made something that's it like you just made something and people would be like wow great you made something yeah. that's amazing and you know you just, you keep doing it and the scratches get a little less um, prominent yeah yeah i would say so it gets better you know you get better but you got to put something out at first. yeah you got to start doing before you get i mean also i think what you're mentioning that family members were telling you you know there's so many artists that artist whoever you're thinking of like mm -hmm. those big artists mm -hmm. also were at this point once right they were saying i want to be an artist i want to you know design whatever field you're in you know right. businessman anything mm -hmm. When they've made it to the top, they were once thinking of wanting to make it to the top. Right. And people, I, I assume people also told them like, ah, you're, you know, you're you're in the clouds, you're dreaming. Right. But hey, we the dreamers, we <laughs> we make the the best things in the world, right? Because <laughs> like you could stay on the ground, right? You could you could forever just stick to what we have in the world. But when, but then. Who would invent the new stuff, right? People invent great stuff because they have it in their minds and they believe in it so bad. And if they would listen to the ones telling them, oh, you, you just can't do it, then we would never have an iPhone. We would never have the... SpaceX, so right? Elon right. Musk just launched last week. Right, which, yeah. is, which is great because people are so, doing such great things in this world and nobody even thinks like, did other people believe in them when they just had that thought of this thing in the beginning? Nobody thinks of that, but we have to face these challenges. As the dreamers, we, we gotta face these challenges of people not believing in you, but you believe in yourself. Wow, that's, that, that's, I like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> thank you. What do you see as a mentor? Or do you listen to whether it be music, podcast, read? Mm. Where are you learning most of your knowledge where other people can also access it? And I'll even link it in the video slash in the podcast uh, show notes okay. for people to see. Um, what uh, artist or creative in any form do you now take inspiration from? Okay, so there, there are two things. Um, one is John Mayer's interviews. I love this guy so much. <laughs> he's just so honest and he's talking about so many things that nobody talks about. It's great. I love his interviews and it's great. And the other thing, oh, a little bit of Bob Marley's interviews. It's like he's so, uh, he's so connected to his spirit and I'm very connected to my spirit too. So whatever he says, I feel like it's just right. Like in one interview, a very famous one, people ask him, are you a rich man? Do you have a lot of possession? And he just says, 
what, so you think possession makes you rich? And this is not my type of rich. My type of rich is just living life. And, and this kind of stuff inspires me a lot. So that's the other thing. And the third thing is actually the sea. It, it, it's a surprising answer, right? Because the sea, surfing, taught me so much because you have to go through many challenges in order to surf a wave, right? Because not many people know, but surfing is not just like standing on a board and like, yeah, it's not like that. It's like you're on your board and the wave is breaking right in front of you and you're paddled out and a big wave is just crashing on you and now you can't breathe for a good time underwater and you can't swim up because the, the, the current is pushing it down. But you want to surf. But you can and it's so scary and there are so many things that you gotta face until you get to a point where you can actually surf. And the sea is just, is, he is your boss. And the sea is actually mother nature, right? <laughs> so like you belong to the, um, to the power of mother nature and you gotta learn to flow with it and you gotta learn to play with it and live with it because this is, this is what you have. And this is what you want. This is reality. This is what, where, where you want to get. Mm -hmm. Go through it. Learn it. It's going to take a lot of time. And it did take a lot of time to learn to surf properly. And like handle what the sea has to, to do with me. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the sea is... I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I thank think, you. I mean, it's a great metaphor for it. Uh, for any challenge, right? I, right. I like... I mean, I connect with that. I mean, I don't surf. Right. I... Uh, I took the kite surfing once. Wow, that was great. But it was terrible. I oh. wiped out. <laughs> I wiped out hard. <laughs> Elastic wood. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw on your Instagram a couple days ago, you posted on the actual origin of that name. Yeah. So, I mean, Dvigvili, that also sounds like a pretty artistic name. Why, why Elastic Wood? Because Elastic Wood is not just the name of who I am. It's the name of the... The idea behind my music is like a name of a, of a company to like. So the idea behind uh, is um, that I believe that there is a... Okay, it's a very deep thing. I will just get to it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so elastic wood. Why elastic wood? Because you have... Each, each one of us has um, goals in his life and we live a life that we feel that we need to fulfill them, right? As we said, living nine to five in a job that you don't like is not a good way to spend your life. So, so I believe. Uh, so if you have a desire in life, if you have a passion, if you have a goal, I believe you should go for it all the way, but you can't be um, too tough with yourself on the way there, right? You gotta learn the, the, the field that you're going into, just like in the sea, like I said in the sea. You gotta learn what's going on and if you believe in your mind that things should be in one way and it's never gonna change, then you're a stiff wood. You're not, life is just gonna beat you down to your knees and <laughs> it's gonna be very difficult for you. But if you're gonna be an elastic wood, then you can bend with the, with the changes of life and with the difficulties and you can like, be a bit more flexible and you know move from time to time as long as you keep your goal in your mind then i think that this is going to be a great journey for you if you can be an elastic wood so this is the idea behind the name elastic wood and i would like each one of my songs to be represented with this 
name because I believe in it so much. This, I could even say it's my religion. <laughs> Maybe it's too much, right? But <laughs> whatever. I like that. I like that. Yeah, to be flexible. For right. Adversity. Right. Oh, and besides, like I said, wood and you know, like any other thing because wood is something that comes from nature, right? And um, it's usually stiff. And I think that we all naturally have fears, just like a wood is naturally stiff. But if you, you're a human, <laughs> then you can change yourself into being an elastic wood. If you put yourself in the right mindset and you can learn to be elastic, even though it kind of like goes against your nature, right? A wood, a piece of wood is something that is very stiff. It's not elastic. So this is it. So elastic wood, yeah. where can we find you on the social media so people can access your stuff? Okay, so my Instagram account is Dvirgvili, D-V-I-R-G-V-I-L-I, uh, which is my name. And uh, you can find my music on Spotify, on Apple Music, Amazon, uh, whatever you're using, YouTube. You can find my music anywhere on all the platforms. You can just write down Elastic Wood and you'll get to it. There's currently one EP that is out, a small album, uh, and I call it Quarantine's Results. I, Obviously, I uploaded during the quarantine time. <laughs> and I'm working right now on a new album. And um, it's going to come out on July 28th of 2020. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else you would like to add for the audience, for anyone tuning in? Yes. Missed? I would just like to say... Please guys, don't be afraid to live your life the way you feel that is right. And this is like a message and to all musicians specifically out there, uh, don't listen to negative voices, just focus on what you love about what you do and um, keep making the music because people are out there listening to it and enjoying it. So just do it for them, not even for yourself. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks so, so much, much for, for tuning, tuning in, in and keep, keep on, on dreaming. dreaming. <laughs> Congratulations, you have made it to the end of the second episode of Dreamer Talks. I'd like to give a huge thank you to Devir Gvili, or otherwise known as Elastic Wood. You guys can find all his stuff linked below, or just search Elastic Wood on any music platform, or Devir Gvili on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks. I'd love to have you back again next week. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast. I'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible. So once again, a big thank you and I'll see you next week.